Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome, everybody, to the 73rd episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. I am a hard man with harder opinions, Andrew, and of course with me here is my brother, the stupid awesome analyst, Jonathan. Hi! And joining us for this episode, we have Evan of the Boston Bastard Brigade. Waka waka! And of course, our lovely and favorite Sarah from 42's Anime Reviews. It's nice to be back, guys. Thanks for having me. Favorite what? Uh, just favorite. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 just favorite. Fill in the category. Everything. Favorite other. <laughs> favorite Yaoi reader, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on. You really have to hit and blow the belt there. <laughs> but no, isn't but, that what being a Yaoi reader is all about? Yeah, just getting that right below the bloat? It's very accurate, though. I, I can't think of very many Yaoi readers that I like, so yeah, you're definitely my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel. I feel halfway sort of offended and also halfway kind of complimented. Yeah, you better watch yes. she's, both. She's, she's going to hit you with her yaoi paddle. <laughs> I do not have one of those, I swear to God. When did this suddenly become into a Sarah slam, by the way? Why are we... <laughs> I, mean, Sarah, I mean, Sarah, Sarah's the type of person who could take any two characters and turn a yaoi into it, but at least it would be a decent yaoi. <laughs> I feel so, oh my god, I I'm still feel just a little bit offended, but also complimented. I can't describe it. <laughs> what is happening to me? So this episode, we have a fan-requested topic that we're doing. Uh, this was a really cool topic that when we got said, we were like, yeah, that's great. Um, it comes from our <laughs> fan, Brad. We were really low-key and, and down-to-earth at the time that we found this. Um, Hi, and, Brad. And Brad sends us, he says... Uh, so this topic slash question that I'm pinning to you is what kind of girls would you guys have uh, have found for yourself in a harem? What stereotypes would you like and uh, what would you treat the whole uh, how would you treat the whole harem thing? I'm really glad that my girlfriend doesn't listen to our own podcast because she, <laughs> I get in so much trouble. Well, yes. she was there for your my wife who is not weird panel, so I'm surprised. Yeah. She was, but yeah, she joined us for that one. She has her own husband, though, and everything like that. But now I'm talking about, oh, this is the girl I prefer, which you are not. <laughs> um, Christine, no, you have an I easy solution. You. Just say, also, my girlfriend is in my harem. Yeah, I well, I kind of, we'll get to that, but. 
Uh, that sounded ominous. I gotta, I gotta cover my bases, so spoiler alert. <laughs> so we actually, in the background here, have written down like a list of stereotypes that uh, Brad has asked us to talk about, what, what we would put in there. We're actually gonna add some like discussions, what our little story would be like, where this harem even comes from, uh, maybe even a, a really loose... A really loose anime plot. Uh, just to make it fun, we're almost turning this into a game. Yeah, it's probably going to be one of the nerdiest things we've ever done on this show. Yeah, but it's not <laughs> our fault. This is fan. This is totally fan suggested, guys. We're gonna I mean, bring. Yes. A, we're gonna bring all yeah. the weebs to the yard. Yeah. <laughs> now this sounds like this could hypothetically turn itself into its own board game in the near future. Oh man, that sounds like a really awesome idea. That does sound. Harem really Builder Three Thousand coming soon from Wicked Anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, send that right to Bfig, yeah. which we'll be at this weekend. Yes, which actually, will technically probably be the the weekend before, right after that this podcast. Yeah, is exactly. This, which is actually the weekend after or before this weekend you're listening to right now. So we were already there, but in the future because we're not there yet. We are going to hit a time parallax, and this podcast is just going to implode on itself. If- well, I think we should begin. Yeah. We have yeah. begun. No, I know we've, we've begun, but We've like... gone over the rules. We've made fun of Sarah. We've, like, we're on a roll. All right, guys. Uh, so uh, we'll start by ringing the news bell. News. That was a really good segue um, into that, by the way. Yeah, solid. <laughs> Seamless. Yes. Um, and we do have some new sections, uh, but you can you can kick it off, Jonathan, with the media news. I do want to kick it off with the media news because first I have one that I'm I, I just heard about this morning that could be kind of cool, uh-huh. which is kind of half media, half gaming. And then I have one after that to top it off with media news that I'm really excited about. Actually, really excited, kind of sketchy about. Some of you might already know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first up in media news, we have 20th Century Fox is developing a live action Mega Man film. Boo! <laughs> now, okay, so that's bad because Fox has a really bad run with movies. Like they have, Fox has some really great movies, but when it comes to recreations of other properties, they are bad. Yeah, for example, hey, you know what's a really good idea, guys? Rebooting another Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, let's make a movie. <laughs> let's make a movie about the worst superhero group ever and see if we can possibly make it good this time. What? We didn't. Oh well. <laughs> I guess fourth time might be the charm. The guy I work with, like, I, I, it's me and another guy at work, um, and what he told me was, he went to go see it, and I warned him, and he knew how bad it was going to be already, but what he told me was, I have never seen so many drinks thrown at the movie screen at... at- <laughs> what?! Yeah, and he lives in a really nice town, by the way. Yeah. We're not talking about like some sketchy town that he lives in. Yeah, he lives on the in wrong a... side. So they're throwing that. martini glasses at the screen. <laughs> I say, boo, boo, hoo, 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 for shame, oh movie. I say, horrible. Tomatoes. Like. <laughs> See, I think there was something funny that happened at like a Comic Con where like the cast of the new Fantastic Four movie went to Comic Con all dressed up, and no one knew who they were. They, like, walked around the show floor, like, oh, maybe people come up to me. I was like, oh, my God, you're those actors. And no one came up and talked to them. Oh, man, that's horrible. How you say? Wah, that's wah. beautiful. That's like, I live for that shit. <laughs> you see, here's what I don't understand, is why don't these, like, why don't they make a Fantastic Four film that feels like more like the original cartoon from the 90s. Because the cartoon from the 90s was awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. All right, Mega Man. Yeah. Uh. People, people are going to be throwing lemons at the screen for this movie. Ah, uh, what? Uh, um, that's, a, that's a Mega Man joke, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> half Ego Raptor, too. But um, the, I, who would you even cast for Mega Man? Who would you cast for Mega Man? Like, how do you cast that role? Michael Sarah. <laughs> Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul as Mega Man. Jeff Goldblum. Yes, Jeff Goldblum. Magic Hunter, bitch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Jeff Goldblum as Mega Man. Oh, who would it? Vin Diesel. Vin Vin Diesel as Mega Man. Yeah, or the Boys Mega. Oh no, no. Okay, okay. So we have, um, you have uh, Vin Diesel as Mega Man, but the Rock as Doctor Wily. But you have the Rock as Rockman. That w- you would have to switch it. Vin mm. Diesel would have to be Doctor Wily in that case. Yeah, and it would be really funny because you could give him like the like really big, or maybe it's, it would be just ironic because Vin Diesel is famous for being bald, but Doctor Wily is famous for his crazy hair, crazy hair and mustache. And, yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait! I got an idea. Why don't they just adapt the two Proto Men albums and make a Mega Man musical? <laughs> See, yeah. a rock opera, Mega Man. Oh, rock that would be God. awesome. That would be the way to do it, right there. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber's the composer. <laughs> no, I just said Proto Men. Uh, no, but but it's it's Andrew Lloyd Webber taking that music and readapting it into a Mega Man musical. Oh, uh, this is this is wild. Then we would uh, the music huge... of Doctor Light. Yeah, then I we'd guess. have to get Hugh Jackman and and uh, Russell Crowe in that cast somewhere. Yeah, to sing I am Mega Man. Oh I am God. Mega Man. <laughs> Russell Crowe is Mega Man. <laughs> Did any of you ever listen to his band Thirty Odd Foots of Grunt or whatever it's called? <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh man. Okay, moving on from Mega Man, I think. No, because yeah. we still gotta, we still gotta uh, beat this dead horse. Uh, <laughs> beat the horse dead into the ground. This sounds like turn it into a robot really... and then beat it dead again. This sounds like something that really could not happen. Like, yeah. Like, no. I mean, they like they um, are saying, "Hey, we're interested in making a live action Mega Man movie," but I don't see it happening. I, I mean, either. a couple, yeah. a few months ago, they had announced that they were going to do a live-action Astro Boy movie, and I had the exact same issues with it. How can you do it? How can you cast Astro Boy, or even in this case, how can you cast Mega Man in such a role that is practically uncastable? No, yeah. no, no. I know who they're going to cast as Astro Boy. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> what? Right there. <laughs> Well, they did have um, they did have uh, Jesse McCarthy as the original Astro Boy when they did the um, the animated movie, and that animated movie was actually pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't just no, no, it wasn't great. Jesse McCarthy. It was um, what's his name from uh, was it Billy Elliot or Freddie Highmore? Freddie Highmore played him. Was it really? I could yeah. have one that was Jesse McCarthy because he, after that he went on to play Robin in Young Justice. No, no, it's um, no Freddie Highmore played Astro Boy. Huh. Well, hey, well, Jesse McCarthy played. Uh, Played Robin and Young Justice. That's, that's a definite. That definitely happened. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> but it has sure. absolutely nothing to do with the discussion at hand. No, absolutely no, not. Really we really not. should just let this horse be dead and move on. Okay, we're going to absorb its life energy. Do you have any more media news? <laughs> yeah, of course I have more media news because we got to talk about Fooly Cooly being remade by Production IG. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. No. And I know that, um, actually, if you guys are followers of uh, Evan, Evan's podcast, uh, No Borders, No Race, we actually talked about this 
Uh, from when you're listening to this recording, last week we recorded this, and we were on his show talking about this. And to be fair, we uh, we're going to be recording that segment after we record <laughs> yeah, this one. Right. If you want to know, if you want to look behind the curtain, we have not recorded that yet. We're, but we are going to. We know that we're going to do that for a fact. Watch just something some something strange happens, and like it's not going to happen. Like inception like, to the extreme. Yeah, it's just blank audio. Yeah, we, we, I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm in two different time zones. It's just <laughs> what the hell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yes, Fooly Cooly is their licensing has been gathered by Production IG, and they're gonna remake, reboot, redo. We don't know. Sequel Fooly <laughs> Cooly. I don't know. I am not comfortable. I see, am not comfortable. See, and I like Production IG. Everybody likes Production IG. They do great work. Yes. But um, make it them doing Fooly Cooly. If it's not Gynex, it does not make sense. Well, not only if it's not Gynex. But <sighs> Fully Cooly is a masterpiece, yes. as it is. Yes. I know there are people out there who, who, who highly disagree. Who totally yeah. disagree with me. Shut up, Jared the Greek. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it's just like, it's so good as it is right now. The information they gave you has led to so many people just online questioning and searching for the most answers, and that's where it should be left at. Yeah. You know, and. It, it was just so perfect in the way that it was subtle, and there's so many layers to it. The animation is some of the best animation I've seen in the entire world. <laughs> this um, fifteen years on, mind you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this this news story was like buried. For, we were just like, the fans were just like shooting, it, like being like, "Did you guys hear about this?" Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, like everybody like. And just... I was like, of course I heard about it. Yeah. And uh. It's like, how would you even start production on it? I mean, Fully Cooly was one part, like one third about the music in it. Mm -hmm. And getting music together for a redo or a remake or whatever they're doing, I don't know what they're doing. But um... Well, the thing with the, with the music, as you probably know, is that the music was already done beforehand up from the pillows, from their albums, Please Mr. Lost Man, Little Busters, Runner's High, and Happy Bivouac. Yes. Yeah, it was already done. So will they redo it for this one, or are they going to try to be, you know, really high production quality, something special? And Again, along the lines of Mega Man, they said they're going to do it, I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, but you see how big this news, like, they put their feet to the fire when they mm -hmm. when they said that. Yeah, I know, I'm just, but I'm just saying, like, they, yeah, they have the license, but Disney has license to hundreds of properties that they're never even going to touch. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, yeah. But you gotta think that. about you gotta think about Disney, multi billion yeah. dollar corporation in America, yeah. Japan production IG thousands of dollars. I know to I'm buy just, one license. I'm just saying, like it's it's an industry thing. Like it does happen in the industry. This is how it goes. You know. I understand that, but even still, like I'm not comfortable with this because. I think they're just gonna ruin it. Am I gonna watch it? Hell yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, but <laughs> you better believe it. You better believe I'm gonna mm -hmm. watch it. But I am going to be the most skeptical. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be sitting there with your arms crossed the whole entire time, being like, mm -mm. "Impress mm -mm. me, mm -mm. production IG." Yeah. Impress uh, me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, that's all. Well, okay, yeah. that's my rant mm -hmm. on it. Everybody else, what do you think? Well, the thing, I'm open. well, I'm, I'm open well, we will touch, 
we will have touched this on our recording, but, you know, a lot of the people that made Fully Cooly what it is are no longer with Gynex. They're now with Studio Trigger. Yeah. So, if Production IG were to team up with Studio Trigger and do this, I would be rather okay with it. Really? Yeah, well, yeah, actually, I would really like to see a Studio Trigger rendition of it. That's actually very true. However, um, you know, that, this this is where... where uh, Hiroyuki Imashi became my favorite person in the mm-hmm. anime industry. And he was its animation director. He was the animation director. That's that's right. He didn't direct it or, uh, or do anything like that, but he was the animation director, which... But his... Studio Trigger's Masahiko Otsuka directed episodes 1, 4, and 6. Yeah, there you go. Um, and episode 1 was great. Episode 4 was weird was very was probably the weirdest out of yeah. all of them episode three was probably my favorite yeah episode yeah. three is really good cat girls <laughs> that's right there yeah there was a, a cat girl in that episode hmm. all right then <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i uh i i i'll watch it but i'm saying i'm really skeptical i think um, we're all being cautioned we're, we're being very cautious about remakes now after the whole Sailor moon crystal fiasco yeah, it was good for a time, yeah. and then and then it was like, what are you doing? I, I haven't watched past episode 10 of that. But movie. I think also, also the reason why Sailor Moon Crystal isn't really good is that also has a lot to do with Toei, because Toei just sucks, and they're showing it with the new Dragon Ball Z anime. Okay, well, first off, they're not even putting any effort towards Because they're not doing any original <laughs> property. They're really just recapping Battle of the Gods, and it's been like three or four months now like and it's still only battle of the gods and they're just like new dragon ball z guys yeah and they put filler into it so that they can fill the episodes and then after that it's really scary because resurrection f was out and it's like oh man are they really just gonna recap resurrection f right after this too no because resurrection f comes later then like because it, it wasn't like battle of the gods resurrection f like in the timeline it was like battle of the gods super then resurrection uh, uh resurrection f at least I think that's that's what I believe. Yeah. Even still, though, they're in Super right now, and they're doing Battle of the Gods. Yeah, I know. So it's it's really hard to say what, what what's going to happen with that. But we digress because this is really off topic. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any media news, Andrew? I do, um, and this actually comes from our fan Scott. Um, and the reason why Scott sent this to me is because hey, it's about an anime by the uh, creator of Elfin Lead. So, uh, I, I did not know this because I didn't keep up, but, um, uh, and as has been, like, beaten to the ground uh, by me, uh, mentioning it almost every episode of the podcast, Elfin Lead is my favorite. Everybody knows that, um, and, and, uh, and the fans here are making sure that I am still caught up with all this stuff. The creator of Elfin Lead, uh, Lynn uh, Okamoto, uh, they... Uh, they also made a whole bunch of other series that are uh, mangas that I wasn't aware of after Elfin Lead. Uh, and one of which was um, Brynhildr uh, uh, in the Darkness. It's a really complicated title. <clears throat> I know. Yeah. Uh, but this one was actually premiered on Crunchyroll. And uh, I didn't watch it. I had no idea it was done by the same person who did Elfin Lead. Uh, it's actually even done by ARMS, the same studio who did Elfin Lead, uh, which is scary because ARMS makes a makes trash now. Yeah, um, not, not, not like they used to. You, uh, Arms used to be a respectable studio. Now they make all the trash. Um, so I'm scared about the animation of this, but I, I want to be the strongest in the world, anyone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they... Uh, okay, so... But it's coming out on DVD, and Sentai has released the dubcast 
for uh, for Brynhildr. Is it and the same cast as all the other anime that they've dubbed? Probably. Um, but here's the thing. Um, a lot of Elfin lead voice actors are in this cast. Really? Okay. Yeah. Kira Vincent Davis, who played Lucy in Elfin Lead, is playing Saori in this in this show. Um, so she's, she hasn't been in the game for a while, has she? Uh, she well, she was in uh, Outbreak Company. She's a Sentai film uh, uh, filmworks voice actress now. She was in Outbreak Company. She was in another thing that I'm not gonna. I don't even know right now. Um, but yeah, she's been popping up here and there. Last, uh, last thing I remember seeing her in besides Elfin Lead was what Azamanga Dayo? Probably. Um, uh, so, um, the main character is played by Blake Shepard, um, who also pops up in, like, all of Sentai Filmworks, uh, stuff. Uh, Jamie Marquis is playing Kiraneko, who is the, the second cast, uh, like, the, the sub-character, um, or the supporting cast member in that. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, that's a Funimation voice actor. Well, Jeanette Mona Marshall is a big, um, uh, and Monica Real too. They're both big uh, voice actors for Funimation, and both of them have done stuff for Sentai Filmworks. Yeah, it's because um, a lot of uh, Funimation uh, people went to Sentai. Not not went to Sentai, but they also do work for Sentai. Since so it's so close geographically. Yeah, and it's it's actually really it's it's a tiny industry. So like everybody knows everybody in that industry. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not surprising. That's a, that's the thing. Uh, thank you, Scott, for making me aware of that. I will be discussing this in what we're watching because I started reading the manga. I didn't start reading the... I did, I, yeah, for some reason I decided to be... I was like, mm, ARMS did the anime. Uh, I'm going to read the manga because Lynn did the did the art. So it's, it looks like Elfin Lead. It's awesome. Uh, so, obviously. I mean, but I'm just saying. So that's that's all I have for media news. All right. So, um, time to move on to gaming news then? Yep, gaming news I have. Gaming news. I got gaming news. Don't He's talk like, about the Mega Man movie again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we can beat that dead horse again. I'm pretty sure there's one right in the stall right next to it. You know, oh. we can... <laughs> this is my favorite horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to beat it into the ground. <laughs> You're glue. Okay, uh, so f- first up that I have in gaming news, speaking of, uh, like, harms and waifus here, we're talking about Street Fighter Five right now. <laughs> because in, in the recently in gaming news... There has been a huge hubbub about Street Fighter V's Cammy White. Yep. And uh, Capcom changed her model f- from the orig- original E3 trailer that they showed to make her cuter because everybody in Japan was all up in arms saying, like, what the hell, Cammy is super ugly. Yeah, now. you made Cammy, uh, Cammy ugly. And she's she wasn't. Well, see, the thing is, um, it was the lighting. Like, everybody, the, the same picture, the picture that they kept using to say, oh, this Cammy is a really ugly model, it's the lighting. Like, the lighting that they use. In yeah, it's... it was. Because, I mean, there. Are, if you go on Tumblr, there are plenty of people playing the, um, the, the, beta. the beta, and she looks like a human. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, the art style has once again changed completely... For Street Fighter, and you know they got a new art team on it that that they've changed up the models. It looks it looks great, and and the way that they they had Cammy was perfectly fine compared to the rest of the cast in the street in Street Fighter, and she looked a little bit older, I think, which is a good thing because I think this one's finally taking place after Third Strike. Mm. I, I I hope it's after Third Strike. That'd and be cool. um and and the other thing is too is that she looked like a, a little bit more Eastern. Uh, Western, yeah, Western. yeah. She looked a bit more Western, you know. She looked British, like sh- where she's from. And the complaints that people were getting online was that she looked 
to like her, the fact that she wasn't cute was it was making her ugly you know that that she i mean that that's kind of redundant because it's kind of, kind of the opposite but even still they <laughs> when they changed her model they gave her the anime eyes they they rounded out her chin a little bit like it was a little bit sharper when in the other model but yeah. they 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 made her face smaller they made her they eyes made bigger. her features softer yeah they made one. her features way softer which it, it doesn't work for her because cammy is like this hard-boiled badass beat up chick. Yeah, she's you not know, soft. She is a like a total femme fatale, and people want, just want her this cute anime character. I totally disagree with that. I like the original model that they had. Yeah. Well, the yeah. Street Fighter, the Street Fighter Four model was the best model that they could have used to uh, translate from what she looked like in Street Fighter Two. You know, like the original Street Fighter looks. Like that's how Cammy, like her model. Uh, yeah, her model in Street Fighter Four was the truest they could have gotten to what she actually looks like, uh, according to the other Street Fighter games. Yeah, right. From the original concept art that was concepted in, in yeah, and how she looks like as a Capcom two D drawing. Like that's how she looks. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, speaking of which, if you've seen the Street Fighter two concept art for Cammy, that is ugly. Like yeah. that's really ugly. What they what they did. Street Fighter two Cammy was the worst iteration of Cammy, which is where she originally started. And then they made her cuter and cuter afterwards. Which I don't know. Is I don't really know if that is a good or a bad thing. Like yeah, it, I don't know. It, it's just been different every time. And I think that they should they should have held their ground because I think it worked. Well, now she looks completely different. She yeah, doesn't even she look, look like Cammy. Doesn't, look like Cam doesn't even look like Cammy anymore. Yeah, a, yeah. It sucks. I'm mad. Give me my waifu back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What do you got for gaming news? All right. So uh, this comes from Gerardo. Uh, Gerardo sent me um, information on that on Monster Hunter Stories, the new uh, 3DS game that's coming out that like is like the cutesy Monster Hunter, not like a, a normal Monster Hunter game. And what it's all... It, essentially, the story was what this game is all about, the final details that got released uh, about the gameplay. And there's no actual monster hunting in it. You are a monster rider. And so you you know, choose a female or male character like normal, like you usually do. There's a quirky cast of characters that you go through. You have felines um, and whatever. Uh, but you have to tame monsters. Um, instead of, of fighting them and hunting them, beating them into the ground and taking their resources to make clothing, you ride them, you train them, you have pets. It's essentially like Pokemon. I'm guessing but the Devil Joe is not in this game. If I get to ride a Devil Joe, it'll be so... Oh, It'll be just, like the final boss. Yeah, but it would be so appetizing to my Monster Hunter needs because you, you hate the Devil Joe, and it always has dominance over you. I want dominance over a Devil Joe. Like, ride the Devil Joe, you know? How awesome. Um, yeah, but, how awesome, all two of you who listen, who, <laughs> who are Monster Hunter fans. <laughs> um, so, like, the, the there was promo art... And the promo art has uh, uh, the main character riding Rathians, Azuros, which they're bringing the Azuros back, which makes my favorite armor in the game. Friggin' Kezus, which is like the gross, disgusting bug monster. And uh, oh, like a whole bunch of different really cool things. And they say that you can collect eggs and hatch the monsters yourself, so they're more like your pets. Uh, it's gonna, it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun within like the Monster Hunter lore. Um, it's going to be a side story, uh, obviously, um, until Monster Hunter Cross comes out. Uh, which I can't freaking wait for. Now, which one's the one where you play as the cats for Monster Hunter? That one is like just like Feline Island. Or they, there's not much details on that yet. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories came out first, uh, or was announced first. Mo the Feline one was announced when Cross was announced. 
with the, with the Tokyo Game Show coming up, hopefully we'll hear more, hear more about it. Next up, this is actually a Wicked Anime exclusive story. Uh, I've put this together myself, uh, and which is scary because I'm not a journalist, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Um, I discovered this through DeviantArt. I'm, I'm on DeviantArt. Post all my portfolio stuff, whatever. Um, but I follow, follow Lauren Faust. Uh, and as you know, Lauren Faust is the creator of Powerpuff Girls. Uh, she was a, a creative head on Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. And, of course, My Little Pony. Yeah. Uh, so raise your hand if you're a pony fan. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, I know we have a lot of fans who are pony fans. Uh, so this is going to be interesting. Lauren Faust posted that she is working personally alongside the main six crew. And Main Six isn't a name we've heard in a long time. Uh, do you guys remember that uh, My Little Pony fan game, that fight game that was yes. coming out? Oh, Fighting is Magic? Yep. Fighting is Magic. That got uh, shut down by the studio and yeah. stuff like that? Well, Lauren Faust is working with Main Six to not make Fighting is Magic, but remake a, another fighting game just like it. Called really? Them's Fighting Herds. Yes. Oh, dude. This is, I gathered all this news myself uh, through her announcement on DeviantArt, and I went to the main six page, who they had their own little write-up about it, uh, them announcing their uh, development stages with Lauren. Uh, It's gonna, that's, it's cool. Uh, I know we have a lot of My Little Pony fans who listen to us, um, so there you go, guys. Be excited for the main six game. And it looks like they're going to be doing um, a Kickstarter for it, too, in about 14 days. Right, correct. So, actually, so when this gets released, yeah, that's like... That's when the Kickstarter will pretty much kick off. Yeah, right after. Yeah. Like, a couple days after. If you guys want a game like that, like, fighting is magic... I kind of do. Yeah, I do, too. I kind of do. Because the art was great, the animation was great, everything was really cool. Yeah, they, yeah. it looks great. I'm not really a pony fan, but that sounds kind of interesting to me. So yeah, I'm. That sounds cool. Uh, that's all I have for gaming news. I have one piece of strange news. If we want to move on to some strange, absolutely, news. let's sure. move on to some strange news. <laughs> so there was this recent article. We talked about this on our last episode. Okay. Uh, this comes from our fan Sean. We have. Uh, we had. A, we talked about a story last week about uh, a particular curry restaurant. Um, now, if you want to listen to the last episode, or if you have listened to the last episode, you know exactly what we're talking about. It's the curry that tastes exactly like poop. Yeah. Yay! Um, what? And, yeah. Oh, you guys didn't hear about okay, this? Okay, then. Yeah, okay, let's uh, do a little... This, this kind of so- hear about this. This kind of sounds like the skit from the kids in the hall where they ordered the shitty soup. <laughs> no, okay. So, okay, then. So, uh, so we have people on our podcast right now who don't know about this. Okay, long story short, there's a uh, restaurant in uh, in Japan that only sells one kind of curry, and that one kind of curry is a curry that tastes exactly like poop. Now you might be asking yourself, "Hey, Andrew Jonathan, how does somebody know what poop tastes like?" Well, um, this the chef is uh, used to be an adult film star, and he says, "Eh, you know, just you just at some point you know what poop tastes like." And so he mimicked that taste with spices and, and flavoring, and uh, and you get a whole bunch of it in a toilet, in one of those Japanese toilet squat squatting toilet style things. Um, you eat the curry, and if you can eat the whole thing, you get like a bunch of stuff. Okay. I want. If you eat the curry, you better get one of his films. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. You better get like a ton of shit, cause. Ah! Oh, I didn't even realize what I was saying there. I'm so dumb. How dare you? Okay, um, so the follow-up story to that is he now has a, an assistant chef. 
<laughs> somebody has voluntarily graduated, uh, or not voluntarily, gra- graduated. They graduated from university, from the cooking university, and has joined him in his adventure for making the poop curry. Food Wars, this is not. Yeah, this is very different. Actually, this food. sounds like the, the the terrible things that Soma makes as punishment. Yeah, but see, but Soma doesn't make anything this, like, atrocious. I mean, a peanut butter covered squid tentacle, I would eat that, because that sounds great. But poop poop curry, I'm not really ready for. They will never make that on, on Food Wars. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really ready for that. <laughs> I feel so bad for whoever that assistant chef is because they just committed career suicide. Like you won't get hired anywhere else. No. <laughs> you can only. Work I don't know. It says here in your resume you worked at that shit curry place. I don't know. I really don't... <laughs> just maybe not. Maybe just turn your application. Put it in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you have to know. I mean. Who knows? It's definitely here in the United States it would be career suicide. But in Japan, that might not be career suicide. I mean, think about it. Like, with all the quirky stuff that they had, I mean, heck, uh, famous artists start off by making porn. And they're not, like, ostracized or anything by it. Yeah, but they don't serve it with, like, poop-flavored comics or, or, like, a (laughs) smell-o-vision scratch card. And, like, the thing is, is that that kind of, you know, porn isn't really in the public eye. Like, most of the public don't know that that stuff even exists. Most (laughs) of the public will know that this poop curry place exists. Everyone will know your shit. (laughs) (laughs) I did it again! Oh, oh. Oh, snap. I wonder what the TV advertisements for this place is going to be like. Uh, yeah, can you even advertise? Hey. Oh, honey, your cooking tastes like shit. No, this tastes like shit. Come to poop curry <laughs> down in 470 Tar Blada Blue. That wasn't Japanese. What's that show on the Food Network where that guy goes to different countries and eats, like, the worst stuff on the planet? Oh, yeah, Bizarre Foods. Bizarre Foods. Oh, we got to, like, write him and be like, hey, Andrew Zimmern, we got something for you, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, so that was the follow-up story. Thank you very much, Sean, for sending that along. That's awesome. Uh, now, what do you got? Uh, okay, so there's a story that on, on Rocket News a little while ago about a, a Japanese man who had been arrested in Tokyo for embezzling, or not embezzling, but collecting, almost stealing, like somewhere around the lines of 30 million yen over the course of two, I forget how many years, maybe... It might be more than that, like seven years or something. I, I'm not really sure. But he, he had accumulated over 30 million yen, which is what? $30,000 or $3 million? No, $300,000. Yeah, like $300,000 in, in money. And he kept doing the same tactics every time in order to use it. Anybody want to take a guess how he accumulated $300,000 by embezzling? No, it wasn't by embezzling. I... I'm gonna guess it was that whole, um, because I think I saw this in an episode of anime, the whole marriage thing where you pretend to, like, you can get, you sort of, um... You get money for marrying somebody. You get money for marriage, or, like, you you get close to someone, and then you're like, oh, no, I have someone in my family who's sick, oh, but I can't fix them because I don't have the money, and then they give you the money, sort of like that. Oh, well, that's really interesting. But no, you're completely and totally wrong. Okay, I can live with being wrong. (laughs) 
So uh, this guy, he he accumulated all this money by exploiting the best of the like worst customer service ever. Like the the nightmares of customer service for anybody who has worked in any sort of retail <coughs> or anything that that you can imagine. Everybody knows that if you've never worked in a retail store, the customers are the worst. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure all four of us here have worked in retail. Still yes. am. <laughs> If you've ever worked in food, then then you know this is worse. Especially a grocery store, Sarah. Yeah, working grocery stores are fun. No, ma'am, there's no blueberries. No, there's none in the back. Yes, I'll check, but there's none in the back. <laughs> we don't there's have any of those grapes that taste like cotton candy. Just I've... so you know, guys, if you ever ask anybody to check in the back, uh, and they actually do go check in the back for you, what they did was they walked into the back, spun around in a circle a couple times, and then walked back out and said, sorry. Because there is nothing in the back. <laughs> the back is nothing. I check okay. for emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sarah, be, being the one who's worked in a grocery store, have you ever had anybody come back to you and say, hey, these blueberries are too squishy or anything like that, I want a refund? I never had anything that person like that happened to me, but I heard the stories from my coworkers. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a woman, and she had bought some kind of meat, and then put it in the back of her freezer for, like, six months, and then came back in and tried to return it, but, like, thawed it out before she returned it. What? And, and it was just rotted and gross and disgusting, and it had obviously been opened, and was six months past due. Yeah. And my coworker was like, ma'am, I, I, I can't take this, like... Who are you fucking kidding yourself? There's no <laughs> way I can return no this for, and give no you money back. 30 days. It says right on the receipt, you have 30 days to return. <laughs> yeah, it works the same for meat, huh? Uh, anyways, no, okay, so a very similar case in here. But the guy did it by by exploiting the, the niceness of, the Jap- of his own Japanese people. He took loaves of bread... Back to grocery stores, loaves of bread, one or two at a time, saying, hey, this bread's soggy, give me some new ones. He gets the bread, brings it back to the store, and is like, hey, this bread is soggy, I want a refund. And and and, and they gave it to him. And and so he, he over the years, he accumulated, like... That guy's uh, a smart guy. Yeah. Um, and a terrible person. And a, a terrible horrible person, person, but smart. I feel like that he's, like, the first serial crimes crime spree person like to to pull this off oh know, like, yeah i'm pretty sure i'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure there have been some people beforehand yeah that's that's what it was um codename soggy, soggy slabs <laughs> <laughs> because i seriously like how does one get caught doing that over a period of so many years did like after a while all the cashiers start to recognize him and said hey he suspiciously always comes in on these days, and returns bread, and always That's gets what cash I'm thinking, back. Too. Seems a little fishy. Wow, he was 53 years old. <laughs> Ugh. No, just, just throw the old guy in jail. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, in the crime that led to his arrest, Ishimoto contacted a retailer who carried bread in Adachi City, posing as a former customer. He complained that the sliced bread he had purchased there was soggy. Soggy slabs strikes again. <laughs> soggy slabs, Ishimoto. <laughs> Uh, afterwards, he would contact the same store, this time pretending to be someone from their own head office. The fake authority figure would request that they bring him some quote-unquote replacement bread and the cash they took in for the day as an apology to the customer. 
Wow, that is a dirty old man. He's yeah. a jerk. That Jeez. is like He's that is some jerk. that is like some high exploitation, like yeah, and like some really elaborate. <laughs> wow, he must have. Okay, so at fifty three, he must have been composing this plan for so long. He must have been had been like an inside man. He must have been working in a grocery store before this got fired, and is like, you know what? I'm gonna make revenge on their bread. He could have. Uh, he. That's enough money to pay off my school loans. Like, it's... That's absurd. <laughs> it's an absurd like, amount of money. Yeah. But c- congratulations, Soggy Slabs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Soggy Slabs, Ishimoto. Yeah. You, got, you got caught, though. Who's, so. the, who's, the, uh, who's the cop who, who was like, yeah, I solved the Soggy Slabs, Ishimoto case? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Here's a cookie. <laughs> yeah. Here's a bonus. It's bread. Sorry if it's a little soggy. <laughs> All right, and that's as strange as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how about we move on to what we're watching? I know we uh, we got into it a little earlier. Yeah. We uh, beat some stuff. So um, I'll kick off what we're watching because I'm not watching anything out of the ordinary. Uh, last episode, I mentioned that uh, for my birthday, my coworker got me a whole bunch of Naruto manga because he wants me to catch up on Naruto uh, for when the Boruto movie comes out and for when Ninja Storm 4 comes out. So I've been doing that. And uh, I've been reading the hell out of some Naruto. I have up to volume 40 of Naruto out of 73 or 72 volumes. And I love it. I like, and now don't get me wrong. uh, It's not like I don't know anything about Naruto. I've always loved the concept of Naruto's. I've uh, I've always loved the characters because it's a really character driven story. Really good to finally be reading it because I love it. Uh, the volumes are really interesting to read. The progression is great. So now I actually have some, uh, deeply rooted Naruto knowledge. And hopefully by the time Boruto, we see Boruto in October or October? Yeah, October. Um, Or by the time Storm comes out, I should be fully equipped with all Naruto knowledge. I don't have to make any guesses anymore. I don't have to do anything. And then, uh, as mentioned before... Uh, Brynhildr in the Darkness, I started reading the manga for that, uh, which is really cool because, uh, hey, I get to see Lin's artwork again. It's really interesting because it brings back those feelings of when I used to read Elfin Lead online and just loved it. Ah, made me cry. So it's such a beautiful story, so tragic, ah, heartbreaking, and now I get to see the art again. Um, story not as dark, um, still really sad. Uh, it's really depressing still, but that's just Lin's style. And, uh, and I like it. It's cool. It's it's definitely not a, as gory and violent as Elfin. At least it's not yet. But I don't see it getting that way. Because it's, it's actually harmy. And then, of course, uh, uh, on uh, jumping on that as well, uh, staying on the manga topic, uh, I'm watching Gangsta, but now I'm reading Gangsta. Yeah. Uh, two completely different experiences. Um, uh, I'm actually going out and collecting the manga. I'm purchasing the volumes. Um, and it's so awesome the artwork is so good like and i think that's what really drew me to it because like the you're getting the basic story of gangsta through the anime which is really cool but obviously the manga has bits and pieces that aren't in the anime uh that really kind of flesh it out a little bit the artwork is gorgeous and that's really what drew me to it uh like flipping through it i was just like i 
I kind of want to mimic this. Like, I kind of want the artistic style. Yeah, I read it too, and there were definitely a lot of panels that I, I stopped and just looked at. Like, yeah, I would stop and see them and say, "Wow, that's really good art." I just want to. You can't do that when you're watching anime. You when you, when a scene passes by, it's over, and the filmography was it's clearly always different. But when you're in manga, you can stop and look at a panel and admire the artwork. Just one picture. And um, and one of the things too uh, is uh, it's it's kind of funny. He's not. He's definitely not as good of an artist as, say, someone like uh, Ray Hiro uh, Hiroe, who does Black Lagoon, who is, like, one of my favorite artists. Because uh, he still has some, like, weird anatomy things going on. He does. He, he likes it, Like, he still doesn't... Like, this is his first real full-fledged published manga. Her. Um, so, oh, her. I'm sorry. Her. Uh, 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 Kosuke? Or, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she has, like, uh, some weird art things and some weird uh, things that will like obviously flesh out over time the same way Lynn did in Elf and Lead when when Lynn first started Elf and Lead the art was terrible but the story was great um, and as the story went on it really fleshed itself out and got stronger which is the point that it's at now uh, in Brynhildr you can just it's it's so cool it's beautiful it's I, I love looking at it and so um, about which which volume are you on right now I've, I've I only finished the first volume I'm because uh, I'm collecting like like six to seven volumes of Naruto at a time. Yeah. And then getting one volume of Gangsta with that. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's only six the, uh, six volumes of Gangsta have been released here. Yes. As of right media. now. Yeah. yeah um, uh, so that that's less of a commitment than, uh, you know, 70-something volumes of Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool because I thought the, they did a really good job like we we had a discussion outside of the podcast, Sarah, mm-hmm. before uh, beforehand on Evan's podcast where we discussed uh, gangsta, um, and I actually think they did a really good job at translating the art style to the anime. They've done a, a pretty good job. The only one that makes me a little bit sad is the one of Alex. And if I just disag- directly compare. I prefer the edge that she has in the manga. And I disagree with you because I think they got really close. I think uh, they actually did a really good job at translating her to the. Now I agree with you. I like her better in the manga. Um, she looks well. And weird, oddly enough, I think she looks prettier in the manga. Yeah. Which is odd. Uh, yeah. I think she looks cuter in the manga. She looks cuter in the manga. Um, she looks more adult in the anime. I cannot believe she's only 24 years old. That really? Blew my, that blew my friggin' mind. Like, I was like, she is younger than I am. Like, that upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, she doesn't strike me as a 20, like, um, I like, thought she would be, like, 30. Yeah, yeah, she, like, yeah. Like, she seemed like, she, because of the way that she was, uh, mentally damaged, it seems like that this was something that's been going on for decades, so I was well, thinking probably, it was well, gonna be... Like, like somewhere around, like, mid-30s that she is. Well, you have to kind of think about that, because Warwick is. Warwick started in the um, his business, this gigolo business, when he was 14 years old, and now he's 35. Yeah, I thought so they he, were basically the same age as that. Right. Um, yeah, she seems like she would be older, um, but she's been pumped full of drugs. Warwick was not. Um, at, least, at, at least as far as I have read. Um, I don't want any spoilers, Sarah. I know you've read further. I know you know more don't about worry, it. Don't worry. I'm not going to spoil you. I'm a I, good person. I know. And if you do, uh, like, you would not be my friend anymore. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Manga for Gangster, phenomenal. Uh, anime for Gangsta, not as phenomenal, but just as good. Would you agree? Yeah. No, I uh, agree completely with that. 
I'm gonna keep collecting that manga like to no end. I I, I, I myself haven't read the manga, but I do really like the anime. I'm a big fan of Studio Manglobe from the works of Samurai Champloo and the World God Only Knows, and I yeah. feel like this is probably their best looking show thus far. And there I have to disagree with you. Um, they have some animation quirks that I don't really like. Like, there's some timing issues that are weird. They skip some frames uh, that are really needed. It, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't, um, it doesn't seem... like, yeah, it doesn't deter me from liking the anime. It just, I notice it. Okay. Well, what, which, what, think... what, 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 which one would you say has been their best animated show? Manglobes. San, Samurai Champloo. Samurai Champloo? Easily, yeah, because uh, uh, World God Only Knows is probably my favorite from them. It was it was a less it wasn't as difficult to animate. It was that was a simple animation. Samurai Champloo was much more flowy, very Studio IG was uh, or yeah production like, IG yeah production IG was was very Samurai Champloo ish. Well, when you have someone like Shinichiro Watanabe directing a series, you know you're gonna get high quality animation. Exactly. Um, so Gangsta All Around. Highly recommended. It's 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 amazing. But you all already knew that. Yeah, but you all already knew that, or you better have. <laughs> After our discussion, yes, or a little while ago, I checked out the first couple episodes, or for actually, I only saw the first episode of Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun, and I, I'm I surprised really... you haven't watched that yet. I know it's so good. I know, I know, I know. It's in my queue, and I I really want to watch it. Uh, but Jonathan got around to watching the first episode. Yeah, I. I, I always had. I actually, I didn't plan on watching it because it, it didn't really interest me. When, yeah, at it's, first, it's seriously been in my queue since the season that it premiered. Yeah, but the, <laughs> but the jokes in it are really funny. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that it, I think that it, that it's a pretty solidly written show, uh, and and the the visuals, the visual gags in it are really top notch. Uh, uh-huh. Oh. Real quick, now that you actually mentioned it, that was one of the things that, going back to Gangsta, that I was really surprised translating from the anime to the manga. There's a way more Super D in the manga than than there is at all in the show. The only one that they really strongly did that in was episode 8, the episode about Alex mm-hmm. in the anime, yeah. where they kind of really Super D'd her a lot, but in the manga, it's like all the time. Yeah. What do you mean Which by is, Super D? Like, they, you, they kind of like... Uh, well, like, you know what Super D is when they make the chibi. Like, yeah, and they oh, make super okay. Deformed. They squish yeah. them down and make uh, like little goofy, uh, faces. Rend- yeah, f- faces and renditions of the characters. Little oh, what like, someone made the comment about Alex's breasts when she when she reacted to that. That was Super D. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, of course, Gangsta's on a lesser level because it's a more serious manga with funny parts in it. Mm-hmm. So, like, because it's not a funny, it's not a funny manga with 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 serious parts. It's a serious manga with funny parts. So, yeah. so that's what the extent there. I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was super weird that they that that art style is there but not in the show. I'm watching pretty much the same stuff that I've been watching. Um, and I watched an older show. Um, Good. Rosa Versailles. I don't know that one. <laughs> Sounds like a shoujo. It is a shoujo. <laughs> it's it's the one with the. Um, with a lady who's dressed up in, like, a military uniform, and she, like, lives her life as a dude, but she's actually a girl, and it's, like, Rococo, French, and Marie Antoinette's there, Marie Antoinette's a character. It was fun. (laughs) It was really fun. It was really historical and definitely important to the history of shoujo, which is why I wanted to watch it. Um, and I think it it has aged well. Yeah? It's aged very well. Yeah. I've definitely heard of it, but I've never watched it. So, 
probably saw it's, it's probably saw the art and was like, yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> it is really shoujo-y. I mean, you got those huge eyes with the sparkling, and they got rose petals. Shoujo like, bubbles flying around everywhere. Yes, shoujo bubbles. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, I've been just watching, you know, Baby Steps second season, Aoharo X Machine Gun. Um, oh, I've been watching that too. I don't think I've ever watched that. Talked about that on the show. I love. I really Aoharo enjoy X that Machine one. Gun. Yeah, I do too. Like the whole because uh, I I'm a paintball player, uh, so watching them play like uh, that kind of game, uh, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah, they're doing airsoft, but like I play paintball. It's really similar. Uh, in Very that much sense. so. Yeah, and uh, so watching them play games like that, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. This is what it's... I, I, and it really is so much for me, just that I feel like this is Oron, but like a more badass version of Oron. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It's um, just, oh, I love all the characters. Yeah, you know, I really like the characters. I don't know. The, some of the characters are kind of weird, man. <laughs> like it's just. But I love weird. I love the. I love them all. Yeah. I, I really do. The, at least the main three, I really enjoy. Yeah, I can't. I can't disagree that I don't like weird characters. So I mean, it's just. It's just so bizarre watching them is all. You know, it, it's just, are either yeah, of you yeah. having? Are either of you having a hard time hating Midori-san? Uh, the doctor. Yes. Uh, no, I, I don't think I'm having a hard time. I'm. I just. I love. His like totally flamboyant, maybe gay, huge friend, uh, like doctor assistant. <laughs> like it's just like he's so weird, and you just don't know. Does he have a crush on the doctor? I mean, it certainly I, seems like he has a crush on the doctor. I think but... he might have a crush on the doctor. <laughs> I but think the thing... it'd be really awesome if he had a crush on the doctor. <laughs> you would. <laughs> but, but the thing know, about with with, with Midori-san is he, you know, he could he can act like a bit of a dick, especially to Toy Gun Gun. But then when you see him at his job and how good he is with the kids and such, he's like, should I hate this guy or should I really like this guy? I don't know. Well, that was kind of the point, which was kind of weird because you found out that he's not the real bad guy. Like, uh, you, you know, you had the pre. A preconception that oh this is the bad guy and then like they changed it oh he's not the bad guy uh kind of spoilery kind of not because there's still some mystery to the show going on right now that's when you kind of like you really hated him and then you kind of found out oh he's not he is a bad guy but he's not the bad guy so you don't hate him as much because he was kind of like hey that was fun you know he's more of a bad guy on the field but a good guy in his real life i just i just like all of them i like all their personalities yeah, I, I'm so easy to please. No, I, I I totally agree with you. I like their personalities. Um, it's so weird. I'm just having like the hardest time uh, seeing Tachibana as a girl. Like I like I know she's a female, but it's just like that art style is like straight 100% shonen boy. And you know what? I'm I'm a okay with that. I'm I'm cool with that. Hey, I'm all for tomboys, mm-hmm. but usually usually your tomboys still look like girls. I'm just saying. Well, and that was yeah, that's the and... interesting thing about the show is one of the things I realized is um, when when she wants to be recognized as a female, they draw her differently, but not not super differently, but they treat her a little differently, and they they change the art a little bit, and you're like, there's the feminine quality. And then when she switches back, they they completely lo- uh, lose it and turn it back into a boy. Because uh, one of the things that I uh, that I think that they're going to do with the show is as the show goes on, they're going to start drawing her differently, more differently, more differently until she looks more like a female, uh, which they have do- they have done in the past on 
like in certain mangas, like mangas, what they'll do is they'll draw a character who looks like a boy and people will be like, oh no, she's a girl. And then all of a sudden the art style changes. And they, didn't they do that with Oron as well with the character of Haruhi? Not really. No, Haruhi stayed pretty, uh, pretty androgynous to the whole thing. But I could believe that she was a girl. And basically, no one's talking about it, and that makes that makes yeah. me really sad. Well, yeah, at least it's been licensed, so there's a plus in that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but just I just wish more people would talk about it. Oh, no, it is it really a great is show. Really fun. Yeah, I always find it hilarious in the show when she gets offended when nobody knows that she's a girl. Like it's just like, like how she always is the how rude thing. She yeah. Just like that's yeah. wicked rude. Like I love that. I love that she thinks it's so rude that no, that everybody calls her a boy and does not. Eat. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com even have an inkling of recognizing that they're incorrect you know yeah they just they just assume and she's like <laughs> screw you so the show that I've been – this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but the show I've been looking forward to watching each week, and it's the type of show that's like you turn your brain off and just enjoy it, Himoto Umaru-chan. Yeah, um, I, I watched a couple episodes of that. Uh, we did, I, This is another one we discussed on your show where um, I watched the first episode and I was like, well, this is annoying. And then I stopped watching it, and then I watched, and then I, uh, and then I watched the uh, the second episode the other day, and it was a little bit better. No, it gets a lot better. I, I kind of like the character of Umaru. She she kind of has that sort of Shinchan-y vibe, that but more but more of a feminine version of Shinchan. <laughs> yeah, annoying. <laughs> ah, Shinchan's not AKA annoying. annoying. <laughs> I have not watched it. I have just been seeing everyone implode about it on Twitter. Oh yeah, everybody at Sentai Film just Works. Just because of that alone, I've been kind of turned off. Uh, I saw the other day. I saw a meme online of somebody. Uh, took the entire opening theme song, but replaced her with John Cena. <laughs> that is beautiful. Like the entire thing. It's just like the whole opening to the show, but all the pictures of her are replaced with still frames of John Cena or John Cena's head or... I applaud the effort, man. Yeah, I feel just, like Kimoto Maru-chan was made because it is meme-worthy. It, because there's every, almost every moment of the show has a sort of quality to it that it's going to be like replicated in some way in some form as an internet meme. Yeah. Again, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel that so hard, so hard. Um, Ugh, I can't escape it. But I, I, I love the show. I really enjoy it. I think the cast is great. I think the jokes really hit their mark. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find it funny. I am very entertained by it. I was almost this very closely, very close to buying an android of Umaru-chan, but they sold out like in under 
20 minutes on Crunchyroll. <laughs> wow. Yeah, gotta get that cash cow. It's it's really weird that they made a Nendoroid of her because she already is a Nendoroid. Yeah, her Basically. design is very, yeah. Annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very annoying. See, and, and that's the thing, like, I, I always find it so weird that whenever she goes into that mode... Uh, you know, like, and she's a little girl. Like, that's when I don't like it, is when she's that chibi character. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I just, like, I don't appreciate it. I don't know, like, and I understand. Thank you so much. See, and the thing is... Thank you so much. (laughs) I felt so alone. No, see, and the thing is... Now I I feel alone. Yeah, but see, the thing is, I understand why people would like that. Like, but I'm just not one of those people. Um, like, I, I prefer if she just... Like, yeah, she could go into that chibi mode every once in a while. That's fine. But if when she's not, like, the normal high school-looking girl, it's just, like, I just don't get it. Annoying. Yeah, well, annoying. Well, um, I might, well, if you keep on watching it, I may be spoiling it for you. There are some cases where people don't see her as Umaru. They see her as a totally different person when she's in the chibi mode. Right. And, you know, I feel like that helps out with the, some of the jokes here and there, too, of the show. Where she practically becomes a different person compared to her her actual outside world persona. Yes. Yeah, and that is, that is in fact, the visual repre- representation that they're going for. Uh, that's just my... That is just my opinion. I do not want to deter anybody away from watching that show because I know people like it, like you do, Evan. Yeah, yeah. Peter Peter Payne on J-List says it's his favorite anime, like, ever. <laughs> my opinion, in this case, does not matter. I'm just... I, that is just my personal opinion at all, and I understand why people do, in fact, like the show. Right, because so. we had this similar conversation when we were talking about Shimaneta a couple weeks ago as well. Correct. You understand why people like this show, and you, and I understand why you don't like it personally. Yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> although i although i will say i do like now that in shimaneta they they show that even sox socks has a line that they don't cross <laughs> yes yeah i i did i did appreciate that i thought that was pretty good um so my chair broke <laughs> but hey who's been watching prison school everybody oh. i'm waiting for the blu-rays <laughs> really? Yeah, why not? I loved the manga. I, well, I, I don't know. It's just so fantastic the way. I mean, yeah, it's like it's heavily censored right now, but like the comedy is not like ruined by it because it's it. Oh man, it adds to the mystery so of like. Did you just watch the most recent episode where it's the, the arm wrestling contest? No, I have not watched the most Okay, I won't spoil anything for you. But let me just say how stoked I am about the live-action version that's being yeah. directed by the Machine Gun director, Nobro Iguchi. Yeah. Like, did you see the cast pictures? They looked exactly like the characters, minus the, the minus big Andre. Guy. Yeah, minus Andre. I mean, who are you going to find with giant lobes like that in real life? Oh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Super Deluxe. The sumo wrestler from uh, who's on uh, Gaki no Sukai all the time. Yeah, but he, you can't pass him <laughs> off as a fifteen-year-old. I don't know if you can really pass Andre off as a fifteen-year-old to begin with. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> now, cause, and, and and super deluxe is a comedy actor anyway, so you know that is true. And I know Sarah, you talked about how much you you hate the dub so far. The, uh, yeah. the simulcast yeah. dub. Um, I don't like the dub. Yeah, well, and I think that's. I think Funimation is making a mistake. Like, the simulcast is good. The simulcast dub is not a good idea because no. that is so rushed. 
Because I feel like that oh, they yeah. were trying to be like, hey, this worked great with Space Dandy. And I'm like, yeah, but that's because you had the materials to begin with at the start. Yeah, yeah. and um, and yeah, something like Prison School is not a good idea. Are you watching the Gangsta dub? Because I haven't seen anything for the Gangsta dub. I have seen the Gangsta is dub it, as Is well. it any good? I didn't like it. Ooh, see, yeah, see, shit. like... Yeah, because like, okay, and this is where my you know trademark snarkiness comes in every now and again, is that I listened to the broadcast dub, and went on Twitter and was like, "Wow, Funimation! If the most hashtag effort you can put out on making a guy sound deaf is by having him say Warwick instead of Warwick, that's kind of sad." Wow. <laughs> yeah, he uh, does not sound deaf. In the so dub. Nicholas is being voiced by uh, Elmer Fudd. See, yeah. <laughs> Be yeah. very, very yeah. quiet. See, I'm helping Tags. Oh. Yes. And see, the, the way you make somebody sound deaf is not by changing their speech. You you make you just make it sound like they have marbles in their mouth. Like it's not. It, it has nothing to do with their pronunciation. Or you yeah. actually cast a deaf person to play the character. Yeah. That well, that would be interesting. But they, they can't hear the beeps. Yeah, they can't hear the uh, the audio beeps. <laughs> they could use hand signals. One, two, three, four, point, and that's when they speak. That what if sounds... they had? What if they had like a buzzer on the phone so it vibrated, and once they got to the fourth vibration, that's when you start. Yeah, that too. Know. Technology has not gotten that far yet, guys. Stop dreaming. <laughs> but no, I really think that they, they have just messed up a little bit on this. Um, because you can just tell in the Japanese version that they have worked. That you know, they said they've been working with the Tokyo Federation of Deaf to collaborate and make sure that he sounds how like a deaf person would sound. Yeah. I don't yes. think that Funimation is doing anything like that. No, and probably it not. Shows. Do okay. So when they work with the Tokyo Federation of Deaf People. I, is there anybody who would be like, yeah, good job, that's what it sounds like? <laughs> like, how do they know that you're doing a good job? Well, because not everyone in the Tokyo Federation for Deaf is probably deaf, so there's there's people in there who work there who hear deaf people all the time. That's how. Oh, yeah, that's probably we're, true. We were just making a terrible off-color joke. <laughs> yes, it was terrible. You should feel ashamed. No, we don't. It's very hard to do that here on this show. I, um, I, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I, I figured as much, and and I think Funimation is actually making a mistake by doing dub simulcast. No, I agree. I totally agree with that because that's that's what they're going to release on DVD, and I don't want that. <sighs> no, like, I want like I want a good dub. You know? No, I want a, I want the type of dub that some of them make they're me... re-recording. Yeah, some of the ones that they've been doing broadcast dubs, they re-record and went back and fixed some things. They did. Yeah. Yeah, and some other other shows that they've been doing. Okay, I would hope so I really hope so too, because that that it would be very inexcusable if they released Prison School that the way that they are with the broadcast dubs. I just really want the Blu-rays. Yeah, I, I want... Andre should not invite Colin all the time talking about his presses. I mean, he sounds like freaking Gollum. What what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> he sounds. I'm not saying that you have to imitate him perfectly. I know they're actors, not imitators. That's he, not the point. He, but, he, but the thing of it is, Andre sounds like a person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he sounds he, like a person. He doesn't sound like a caricature. Yeah. See, that's just that's the thing about voice acting that that it seems people when they audition they try too hard about. Like when amateur voice actors try, they they make 
they make a voice. Yeah. They're not using their voice. They make a voice, which is not what you're supposed to do. When you act, you're supposed to sound natural. You're not supposed to make a grumbly voice like this when you're trying to be a tough guy. You're supposed to talk normally because it's more convincing when you're not making a, a tough guy voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you gotta be more what... like Richard Epcar, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Richard, yeah, Richard Epcar needs... If you have a radio voice, you need no... No make a voice anything. Yeah. So, uh, why do you a, think I? A, why do you think when I was over at WMW Salem, I wasn't like, oh yeah, welcome to WMWM Salem. No one has no race. You know how much you know how hard that would be on one's voice to do that for three hours straight, over and over again. And not to mention how annoying that would be throughout the entire run of a show. Yeah. Hence XL Saga. Yeah. Is that pretty much everything that we've been watching? Um, yeah, uh, I was I was just about to say this is the longest what we're watching we've ever had on this show. We have to move on. I'm yes, sorry. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think we should jump right into the Tapagachi. I agree. I don't have anything else. We don't have a fetish of the week. We don't have an into the west. So we're gonna go into our Tapagachi, which is creating our very own harms. Uh, and we're not talking about just, like, talking about... I mean, we'll talk about a little about the, the uh, harm genre. We'll talk about harms that we like and stuff like that. But we'll do it while we are discussing our own personal harms. Uh, so should I go first? Yeah, I think so. Because I think I need an example of, of what the rules that we discussed earlier are. Because I, I... I think I created my own anime rather than creating a harm around my personal self. Right. Um, and I, I just have to mention that um, when, when we're doing this... It's completely fantasy, obviously. Uh, we're just having fun with it. It has no ingling on real life or real people that we know. Don't get any weird ideas or being like, oh, you're shallow or, oh, you're weird. It's it's all a game. Everybody understands? No. Yeah, yes. I, think, I think the rules are pretty clear and defined. I disagree with these rules. <laughs> Make me an anime girl right now. These rules are annoying. <laughs> Andrew, are we gonna have to make one of those like holograms that Krieger has in like Archer? Yeah. <laughs> An anime wife. <laughs> so here's what I, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna lay down the basis of my story. So if I were to have a harem, my harem would be solely based around me having my own art studio and the main goal like every harem has a main goal of the series like where are they going uh is is the main goal of the series to be married or uh or you know find find a girl or is the main goal of the series to uh complete a bigger idea so one of my favorite harems in recent history was psychono uh, you know, really, it was one of your favorites. Yeah, I love that. I love. I mean, it's not. No, it's not one of the best ones I've ever seen. But in recent, in recent like harem happenings, that was my favorite. Um, I think one of my favorite harems ever is the world God only knows. So the main goal of Psychono was for them to build a game. Yeah. Uh, they were they were building a game uh, for something and so the the team got together to make this game uh while incidentally all the girls were trying to fall in love with the main character um, or rather get the main character to fall in love with them because they were already all in love with him exactly yeah they're all already in love with him. which is a thing about harems that i've noticed in recent days is that they are not afraid to create girls who are openly already in love with the main character yeah whereas in in cliche past 90s era harems everybody was like no i hate you yeah, it was, and it was always so ambiguous. Like, I don't get it. 
does that character actually like him? Do, do they not like him? I don't get it. Yeah, like, punching punching guys in the face always means that they really like him. Uh, so, so that would be my basis of my harem would be we're trying to reach a goal. We are trying to make my comic book happen. Or like at, at the studio, I'm hiring people... Uh, and, um, and we're making this happen. So, uh, I think the stereotypes of girls that I would want in my harem would be, obviously we have a main canon girl, very off kilter, um, cause you never see a tomboy character, um, uh, as, as like a main heroine usually, uh, it's usually like childhood friend or, or some, or something of that respects. Um, I would want tomboy art girl. Maybe some tan lines. I like tan line girls. But why would she have tan lines? Like that's that's what I'm talking. about. Does it like, really? But but if you think about it, does it really ever explain why harem girls are? Harem yeah, girls? in my harem, I have reasons for why my girls would have tan lines. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Well, she's a tomboy. She likes sports. She likes to play outside. But she's an artist. So. I, I, I'm artist exercise. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a... saying that they don't. I'm just saying that you know, club activity is usually sports or art. It, well, I didn't say it was a club activity. I said it was a studio, an art studio. Well, we're talking about professional level here. We're not in high school. Okay, <laughs> I'm a 25 year old male. Um, mine goes back to high school. So we have a so we have a sporty tomboy, short hair, main cannon girl. Um, uh, she is the uh, direct art assistant. Uh, I am, uh, so in this studio, I am the producer, um, the, uh, art director, the, the lead, she is my art assistant, and, uh, and she likes me. Uh, next up, we have, so that's one. Next up, we have a color artist, and my color artist is a cat girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we can Big go surprise. Here. Yes, you can go right into fantasy. I don't even care. This um, is my surprise face. <laughs> yeah. Cat girls. Uh, I figure that all yeah. cat girls. Cat girl color artist. No, we're 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 going straight across the board here. We're all all favorite subgenres of girls. She is a uh, typical cat girl, uh, bubbly, not shy, kind of pervy, probably. No, I I don't think I'm gonna have any of the pervert uh, stereotype in in my harem. Not your thing. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> None of the rapist quality harem girls. Like she's. <laughs> That that's another harem stereotype that's popping up, but like really often now in harems is like the rapist stereotype. It's just it's really crazy. Uh, next up, uh, we should have let's do something different. Uh, not a not a tomboy, but a sporty, because tomboy and sporty are two different things. But uh, this the other sporty girl is she finds her main competition is the art assistant who is who is the tomboy girl. Okay. So we have so we have two girls like in Psychono, you have the Sundere and the writer, um, and they and they yeah. butt heads with each other all the time. They hate each other. <laughs> the the Sundere was the artist too, right? Uh, yeah, she drew. Yes, she drew. Yeah, she was then. the main artist in that. Um, so uh, so okay. So we have the sporty girl, uh, normal esque, no special features about her. Just um, I don't know. What do you guys think of like? What's a good example? Um, of a sporty character? Yeah. Uh, what's her name from uh, Azumagadayo? Tomo? Tomo. No, to- no, Tomo is more of the... Um, I don't really know what you would classify her, because I think you're thinking of... Um, oh, I know who you're talking You're talking about... Um, Kagura. The- Kagura. Kagura. Kagura, actually. That's who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, who is yeah. also a tan line girl. Yeah, yes. Because right. of the, you know, swimming. Yeah, exactly. Because she's a she's a swimsuit, and, and that's that's where you first learn about the thing that girls with tan lines are, are known as loose. 
Well, yeah, they're seen as the yeah. Really? Yeah, really. I didn't know that. And she's looking at her tail lines. Yeah. Oh, so cute. Yeah, <laughs> she's cute. Um, Which now adds to why Yoko must be embarrassed every time that she gets that insta tan. And actually, I am. I think you're the only one who's watched that. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Okay. okay so sorry, we- I might have just spoiled something. Yeah. So we have a so we have a, a sporty tan line or a sporty girl who she's the uh, she's the anchor. She would have to be the anchor. No background artist. We need I need a cleanup artist. That'll be my fourth girl. And she will be, oh, no. I don't know. I'm lost. Sundere. Let's just go Sundere, <laughs> whatever. We'll throw a Sundere in there. Oh, you know what you should do? Your studio should have a landlord. It's for the senpai? For, yeah. Your studio should have a landlord. Yes, that I like it, actually. I like it a, a lot. You need to pay your rent for the studio. <laughs> well, because, see, I've always, um, I've always liked the idea, because I, it's going to sound weird, um, that don't don't take this the wrong way because I don't mean like creepy younger. I like younger women. So so like have it, but having that uh, contrast of like the senpai superior character would be really nice. I think mm-hmm. so. So yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, landlord who owns the who owns the studio space that I'm renting to. Uh, uh, she is there. Um, but soon to a uh, typical twin tail sundere. I do like those. She can be my cleanup artist. <laughs> And and thus Studio Harm pursues. We're trying. We're not just like trying to make a comicette type comic book. We're trying to take over the world with this comic book. Like take on. Ah, we're trying to make the best comic book in the world, which is like kind of what I'm really trying to do in real life. Um, except by myself, uh, forever alone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Gotta get that forever alone. In <laughs> that that's my general basis. My little story. My little signature character uh, mashup. I did four characters. No, yeah. that was five, right? Because we added the landlord in there? I don't know. I, uh, my, mine is actually more fantastical, and it doesn't have much to do with me as a person, per se, but it would have all the girls in it that I would probably like. And I, I think I, I focus more on the fact that mine is, like, an anime, you know, anime girls specifically, not more so the girls that I like. Uh... And I think that, that the way that my story would go is it would be a sports anime. Uh-huh. And it would take place in a high school. And there's this guy who he loves. He doesn't love sports. But he knows a lot about them because he goes to all the sporting events. Specifically to see the females in, in sports uniforms. I so, like it. <laughs> so my, char- my character is kind of a perv who would go to sporting events just because he likes seeing girls in sports outfits so, so he's, he likes watching the cheerleaders too i think yeah there you go so eh, so not, not american cheerleaders american cheerleaders are shallow yeah, yeah. they are <laughs> japanese so, cheerleaders are where it's at yeah this is my mom <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so in the story my character he he all the girls know him because he goes to all the events he talks to them and everything like that and he's really knowledgeable of the sports just because he goes to all the events to watch the girls and people, people don't know that's the reason why he goes to the sport, the sporting events. See, they think that he's really into sports. So let's say that the school is a really poor school and suddenly they're starting to lose all their funding and they have to cut certain sports clubs. We should actually make a note here, though, that Jonathan and I do know a lot about sports. Yeah. Like, we could actually have a sports podcast if we wanted to. We <laughs> yeah. so much about it. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, they... So, so they, they need to find help. They need to find volunteers. They, they cut all the teachers and the coaches 
so they need to find volunteer help in order to keep the clubs going together. So, like, who knows a lot about sports? And they're like, oh, hey, let's take this guy who goes to all of our sports events, you know, because he's so into it that he'll just, he'll want to keep the sports alive. And he does want to keep the sports alive, but it's for a different reason as to than watching the sports, it's to watch the girls. So... The see uh, the I think that the the sports clubs that I would uh, that I would say would be getting cut. First and foremost, my girlfriend's favorite my fa- favorite sport was volleyball, and she was really good at volleyball. And uh-huh. um, so I would say that the the first and foremost one would be would be a volleyball uh, a volleyball sport. girl. Yeah, indoor volleyball cut. Uh, that would be the first sport that would be cut. Oh, uh, but then you could have uh, the extravagant beach episode where they play beach volleyball. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and uh, all... And, and she would be... What, what would she be? She would be probably the main girl. I would say that she'd be the main girl because I have to say that in order to, <laughs> in order to keep your girlfriend to keep, happy. In, in order to keep my integrity. Uh, and then uh, the other one would be the swim club. The swim club would have to get cut. Um... So, so there would be some school swimsuits in there too. <laughs> uh, track and field, track and field would be cut too. I think that would that would be a real shame if track and field got cut. Uh, so yeah, I got to keep like those Olympic sport things with the high jumps. All right, the, so you're at three. Yeah, and see, oh, I wanted hockey in there. Yeah, I wanted ha- because, and here's the reason why: it's because female hockey is more popular, is the most popular form of hockey in Japan. There are more female hockey players than there are male hockey players. Really? So uh, yes, that's pretty cool. Yes, so I would. So say why that- hasn't there been a hockey mo- shoujo comic yet? Yeah, so I would say that I would want I would want hockey rep, female hockey represented in this in this anime. And she would be a tough chick. She would fight. She would check. She would be like all about like getting rid of the other girls. And I think that that would be a really plausible sport to get cut from a school is a yeah, female hockey is, is team. hockey team. Yeah, that would be my anime. I that, think that would be. I would watch that anime. Yeah, anime. wouldn't you? I think that it would be a wicked good anime. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I thank would. You. I would watch that. I, it struck me. I was like, ah, you know, I don't really know like what kind of what kind of what kind of girls I would like in there, but I know that like I would like sports. You yeah, know? like some because I, I like some sporty chicks. You know, yeah, absolutely. girls. Excuse me, that sporty girls. I like some some classy sport ladies. Chicks, <laughs> dames. <laughs> <laughs> I think our anime should exist in the same universe. I, <laughs> I, I, I would cross that over immediately. So, I, so uh, like, some of the, No, never mind. It, that wouldn't work, because I would say some of the girls after school would go to your studio afterwards, but, was like, you're you're doing your 25-year-old thing. And well, I'm doing, unless mine is, like, in the future, and I'm, I, I go to that high school, I'm just an art kid instead of a... <laughs> oh, yours would be the sequel to mine. You were the, the sports kid who... No. Can, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's my harm. Who's next? Um, I could go first because I, going into this, I thought we were picking actual specific characters from other anime series that we would picture being in our harem. I am so glad I'm not the only one who initially thought that because I thought <laughs> the exact same thing. Yeah, no, uh, sorry, the miscommunication, but rules stated from Brad, I want you to make it, tell me your stereotypes and your, and your mix of harems. Yeah. Okay, so... I can still do it, but yeah. I think I, I think I can still do it too. Um, yeah, go, go for it. Do your thing. Still, still, like you can even tell us what characters you, you know, what like well, if you took characters, the characters I would that model on that from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so that will make things a little bit easier. So let me actually sadly take off one of the characters then at the end because she was just a 
character I wanted to add to the list. So <laughs> I have four characters here, and this harem would be these girls who are training me to be a hero to save the world from imminent danger. Okay. So I would first have to have have the actual girl who would come to me and say, "We need you. You're the person that we have picked, who have been you have been chosen to." Uh, to save the world. And I would picture someone who was like a defender of love and justice, uh, but also a bit of that smartness and clumsiness that balances out one another. Kind of like uh, Minako or Sailor Venus in Sailor Moon. Uh-huh. But, uh. but <laughs> she won't be the main character. She won't be like the main female character. My main female character would be more of a childhood friend who gets dragged into this mess. She'd uh-huh. be like a go-getter, someone that's motivational, but is a little bit pessimistic due to a horrible partner that she's working with, i.e. me, because I'm still learning how to be a hero. And a person, and a character I would like to like to use it as an example for that is Kione from Tenchi Muyo. Mm, yes. Because she's always stuck with Mohoshi, who is such a screw-up in every sense of a word. She is like the she is the blondiest of blonde characters in fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I point out too, by the way, that there is there is always a childhood friend character, but they're almost never picked. Yeah, and I th- yeah. and I think that's thing. wrong. I think that's wrong. Well, and but that's kind of the interesting thing about Psychono that I was talking about earlier, where the main girl is a childhood friend who is a tsundere. Who is so? It's the main childhood friends and tsundere uh, stereotypes right. all put together. So, but there's very few in the end that ever get picked. Yeah. A, sorry. Continue, Evan. No, no, I just that's wanted fine. to point that. I just no, wanted no, to point fine. that. No, no, that's fine. That's a good point too, which is why I'm kind of making this character maybe the main girl that I that my, my character gets to be with at the end because she's always been with him since the beginning. What you're also going to need too to save the world, you're going to need some great inventions. And some, maybe some cool, like, weaponry, some great, like, driving utensils or driving mechanisms and such. And for this character, you would also need someone who's a little bit cuckoo crazy off the wall, which is why I would like to model this character more off of Kaol Asul from Love Hina. Uh, <laughs> psycho girl, yes. Yes, you need a psycho girl to make some psycho inventions. And then lastly, you would actually need someone to teach you how to use these sorts of weapons in battle and so you would need a good sparring partner and for that sort of character i imagine someone like hinagiku from hayate the combat butler ah yes you need your favorite in there (laughs) yeah yeah i guess i guess so and basically like these four girls will help will help me with training and helping to save the world while at the same time too the childhood friend winds up becoming more and more powerful than i am as the show progresses and she winds up being more of a hero than I will ever be. But at the same time, I can still be there more as emotional support problem. Like you turn into a support character? I yeah. kind of like that. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. The main character becomes the support character, and then the support character becomes the main character. I, You know, I actually hmm. I actually suppose I should, uh, we should bring it up, mention it too, that um, it is possible that uh, the main character, or the main girl, or canon girl... Uh, just because they have that stereotype doesn't mean they always get picked. Like I, I that was seem, kind of seem to be like a part of the discussion that we have main girl, but like um, that's just like the most prominent girl up front. But they don't always get picked. Uh, I find in harems, mm. it's just it's just a stereo or it's, it's just one of the archetypes of a of a harem girl is main, but and canon. I don't know. 
Let I, just me, want, I just wanted to throw that in and mention it. Let me let me ask you to this because it is the stereotypical harem thing. How many episodes into your show will we get to the beach episode? Ha! Mine would probably be around episode eight. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's actually a good number because, you know, 80 is usually for the beach episode and then like 14, 15 is like the hot springs episode. <laughs> the, mine, the OVA. If mine, yes, if mine being or the OVA. Mine being a sports anime, it could happen at any time. Yeah, and, and, and shows like that is like usually when they show up early. Yeah. Like, because there are some episodes or some shows where they show up in like, like episode three. three. Yeah, like episode three or something. Mm. Next, Sarah. <laughs> oh, now, okay, me, me now? Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> that was a little bit sudden, but I think I can, think I can manage. Go, go, go! Okay, so, um, since this doesn't have to be, like, 100% one gender or the other, so I have three guys and one chick in my harem. Yeah, so, kind of, like, confuse your audience a bit, like, wait, what? And they, like, throw in that, like, loop there. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm going super, super cliche on this. Nice. So... Oh, you're doing an Otome? Yeah, you're making a... <laughs> no, make... not, 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 maybe not exactly Otome, but, um, <laughs> but it's set in, like, an office. Not like Diabolical office Lovers worker. again. No, not, not <laughs> Diabolic Lovers. It's set in, like, an office type thing where there's, like, you know, a boss and then there's people working out of the boss and uh-huh. uh, all the co-workers so i would be one of the this isn't gonna be like the, the office. office fan fiction right we're not gonna <laughs> see david brent show up or no this is like a more classy type of office <laughs> i'm thinking like you know this is up near the ceo level almost yeah. so you're um, you're automatically going for um the uh superior senpai high class rich ster- uh, archetype absolutely all right <laughs> i like it um, i like it Absolutely. So, uh, the boss, whoever, uh, I would just be a coworker, but my boss would be the canon, you know, ends up with at the end. Um, so I want you to think of a character like Hisoka from Hunter x Hunter 2011. I can't do that. I haven't seen it. I know! <laughs> I know you haven't seen it, which makes me kind of sad. Um, but think maybe, maybe a bit more Sebastian from Black Butler. Does that make that? That's a little make better. Sense? Yeah, that's a little better. Okay, here's um, a question. This is this is more of an American stereotype rather than a Japanese stereotype. Yeah, sure. Are you is is this CEO married? No. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Don't get me Absolutely wrong. Absolutely not. I, I don't. I don't. I definitely don't think he should be. But doesn't that seem like an American stereotype? For it, like when you get a CEO, it's like oh, it's the younger coworker. Well, like, but he's already married. The, the thing is, like, I'm I'm like automatically <laughs> going to like he's not a nice guy. He's a sleaze bag. Like that's like <laughs> what I'm thinking of right now. You're thinking <laughs> of like a Donald Trump kind of person, or a Christian Gray kind of a thing. Uh, no, no, we do not speak of that name here. That, no, no. No, not Christian Gray at all. Please, no. But maybe Donald Trump. No. I just said Trump. No. Okay, keep going. We're ruining ruining Sarah's fantasy. Hang on. So, that Sarah's harem is going to be huge. I I only said four. That was a Donald Trump joke. not that big. So, that's the main guy. Uh, I would just be a co-worker working in the office, and I work under him. Um, is he older or younger than you? Slightly older, but not by much. Okay. I, I'm not into, like, those, like, decades of, like, you know, <laughs> age difference. 80-year-old CEOs. <laughs> like, if it's more than 20 years, that's just no. You don't want um, to pull, like, an Anna Nicole Smith? 
No. Ew, God, no. You mean die on cocaine? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the next character, if we can continue, yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, the next character would be like my best friend type ish, and she is. I want you to think Integra. Okay. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, okay. Integra is amazing. Then she's totally one of my waifus. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but what, so that what? would be my my friend, and it would confuse everyone else because she acts all gay around me, but no one knows if she's serious or not. Yeah. So it always causes those dumb misconceptions and all that. Yeah, that would be um, really funny in an office setting. I gotta yeah. say, that would be yeah. so funny. So what you're I'm talking saying, about, right? Yeah, you're talking about Integra from Helsing, right? Yeah, Integra, but, like, think of Integra in an office. She could adjust herself. She wouldn't be at the top. She'd still be hers the same. So, like, the T4 star version of Integra. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Um, But continuing on. Yep. um, You have to have the pushover guy, because there's always one guy who's a total pushover. (laughs) Um, And he's quiet, and he's shy, but he's really nice, and so he's a pushover. So he always gets literally pushed to the side uh, whenever he's trying to romance me, a.k.a. main character. Um, and then the last one, Andrew Jonathan, you still haven't seen Haikyuu, have you? No, not yet. I have. Seen, I've, been, I've been on Tumblr a lot, though, so yes, I have seen the series in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, and so I, I want you to think Tanaka. Okay. Okay. From Haikyuu, Evan. That would be, he's like, that's the last guy in the office. Um, he's like a shonen protagonist who's all like, because Tanaka's basically kind of a shonen protagonist type personality. So just think of, you know, the main character of a shonen, but like older and in an office. And that's the last guy. <laughs> nice. I always, I was thinking that, I was hoping, hoping that one of your guys was going to be, do you guys remember the Office Max commercials back in the early 2000s with the rubber band man who was, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who was wheeling the mail cart and he was giving people office supplies? Yeah. I was hoping that was going to be one of your guys. <laughs> he can be sorry, a character, he can sorry. be a character in the yeah, show. Yeah. He, he could be the mailman. He could be the actual yeah. guy who tosses the mail from down but, in the but basement. he's not, he's not in the Otome. Like, he's yeah, not, he's not the, he's not one of your your picks romance options but yeah. he has to be in the show but you but know what would... he could be like the derpy of the show he just appears in the background out of nowhere just doing the whole whoop, whoop, he ruins the, the mood right as yeah. in, like something's about yeah, to happen for one of the guys but that doesn't make him an option for away from tumblr tumblr would totally ship you guys <laughs> Yeah, 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 Tumblr would ship. Tumblr which, ships everything. Which actually reminds me, like, I totally spaced, like, I'm switching up that other character, like, the background character that I was talking about in my harem is totally a Mikasa type. The silent, like, silent, definitely in love with me, but doesn't say anything, and is, like, yeah. like draws backgrounds and environments, like, in, like, two seconds. Just, like, ah, like, going crazy. Like, you, you can, I mean, if you were in, like, an art setting, like, if Attack on Titan was a bunch of artists, I could totally see Mikasa as, like, the background artist. Like just that's just, just destroying, yeah, yeah. Just like I, because I, I do like that. I like the quiet type. I like the archetype of quiet. Like you know, it's just like she definitely likes him, but she's not saying anything. And it's like you know, if I were to go over and be like, "Good job," uh, and she would like, blush. She would just blush. Like <laughs> and, that, and that's it. You know, like uh... <laughs> yeah. But that that is my harem. That's yeah. that's all mine. All the people that I have. I I'm, like it. I like I, office settings. I might watch it. I yeah. might watch. I might watch. The I, show. You know, I gotta say, I 
I probably wouldn't. <laughs> just out of just just out of out of taste, it's like I, I would watch. I would definitely go on Tumblr to see the Rubber Band Man. Guy. <laughs> and you'd be like, "That's the show. Yeah. That is what the show's about." See, rubber Band the Man. The thing is that everyone on Tumblr would be like. Yeah, the rubber band guy, but <laughs> Tumblr loves Yuri when it's there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so they, they would totally ship me with the with the busty with the, coworker. Yeah, with the be- with the best friend character. The best friend character. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, all these guys are all over me, and she's like, that's okay, come here, I'll comfort you, and they're all like staring daggers at her from yeah. across the office because they know. Yeah, there's always like those like slow motion uh, truck pan up camera angles hugs like, yeah, like the yeah, hugs yeah. and then the camera like moves up when there's like shoujo bubbles I'll be it's not, is it a shoujo or, or uh, how are you classifying this uh, it'd probably just be uh, more of a jose okay yeah I would, okay. I could see from that scene if like like the the woman would protect you away from all the, the men crowding you yeah. there would be like one guy in the very back of the office, standing up from his cubicle, going, "What's going on over there?" <laughs> yeah. and just, like, looking up, looking around. What's going on over there? Why is everyone and then the so in- quiet? Yeah. And then the integral character, <laughs> and then like the integral character will sometimes like make like a vampire sort of face, like <laughs> sometimes <laughs> with the guys. But yeah, that's my harem, and there has that that one, the best friend, busty woman. She has to be in it, definitely. I, I dig it. I, I dig it. I totally do. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I'm like, that's... everyone else is like, I know for you guys, girls is pretty much what you got going on. But since I partake both, I enjoy both, gotta include at least one. I mean, I could throw a gay best. I mean, I have a bunch of gay friends who are totally into me, but like, <laughs> they wouldn't they wouldn't really necessarily have a chance in my harem. Maybe we should ask her audience or your audience. Oh no, they have already been asked. I mean, people who listen to our show o- often, they, I, they know for a fact that they are involved in this shiz. I want to throw the gauntlet down to whose show would you watch the most? Out of everybody who, on this show who, who, picked their, who, who pitched their harem, whose would you watch? Jonathan's. <laughs> I would watch yours, Jonathan's, because it, it, it has a better premise than my art show. Yeah, probably I would go with Jonathan's as well because... You know, hockey doesn't get a lot of love in anime. It never gets love in anime. I and I would be, be so happy that, that, that there would be a show that featured hockey in it that I would have to just keep on watching it all the time. We're going to have to get some female perspective in here to get Sarah some votes for her show. <laughs> I, <laughs> I probably would vote for Jonathan's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, yours has the adventure. Like the, like the, the quirky, like, friggin'... I, I would, but you know, it would be one of those things that, like, whenever the hockey girl would show up, it'd be like, finally, like, you know, watching Food Wars, Nikumi shows up. I'm like, finally, like, yeah. yes, I get to watch Nikumi, yes. <laughs> cool. So I think it's, I think that was good, good discussion, good game. I hope that we uh, satisfied Brad's need for for harems. Yes. We discovered yes. our types. And kind of. <laughs> I I didn't even touch the surface on my anime types. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> That's maybe, another discussion. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe we have to invite you guys back to, to dive deep into the types, into your anime types. Not necessarily your, your IRL types. <laughs> IRL types, jeez. <laughs> uh, what do you say we move on to some uh, fan service? Actually, we really do not have that much fan service. Um... Uh, we just Only had, because we did it all in news. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, but we do have some. Ironically, the person who uh, suggested this 
uh, topic, Brad, yeah. um, sent us some fan service about a, um, a particular uh, thing that we didn't discuss in news, but we'll discuss here. He wanted to let us know about that new martial arts armor. Oh, snap! That's right. I've heard all about this. Have you guys seen those suits of armor that they've been using for martial arts sports? No. Yeah. Oh. They, they are they're essentially pitching this new armor uh, for hand-to-hand combat that deflects all type of blunt force. Yeah. It's it's a full body suit of armor that maneuvers naturally and you can just wail on it. It's each like a other. Batman suit. It's, it's a like Batman a- suit. It literally is a Batman suit um, and they're going to start producing them for hand-to-hand combat sporting. Yeah. And and they're they they look like almost a thinner version of the the elites from Fallout. Like those those giant Fallout guys, oh, the, the Brotherhood. Yeah, the Brotherhood guys. They um, they, it kind of looks like those except like human size, and uh, the rest is is Batman. The 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 video which they have up on their Indiegogo page, it shows them they're like brutally are, like fighting each other with stuff, and then there's like an example. There's a guy he's displaying the suit and he's standing there on stage and he's like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm I'm in this suit, and there's a guy hitting him in the head with a metal pipe. As he's as he's explaining, it's like, see, look, it doesn't even hurt. See, bing, 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 doesn't even hurt. It's it's completely protective, and I, I just think it would be so cool. Could you imagine? It'd be like one step closer past MMA to real life gladiator matches again, and not American gladiators. <laughs> but even though even though that was cool. Yeah, I spent my whole summer one year watching. No, they kind of look like the power suits from Pacific Rim. Yeah, they do. That's it. That's it. Oh, yeah, they really do. I I think it's funny that they're using them for sports rather than, you know, police force or something like that. Yeah. They could be using police. Dude, if if police officers started dressing like that, one, I personally would think it would be awesome, but I know people would be be like, I'm afraid of the police. Uh." (laughs) Dead or alive, you're coming with me. (laughs) Um, Who are you? Who are you? I am the law. <laughs> so, um, okay. So next up, as we were recording this episode, we got a, a piece of fan service from our fan Mike, uh, and Mike comes in and says that he saw this article today that Hayao Miyazaki is building a, with, nature, a nature reserve. Yeah, a uh, no, a nature retreat for children, a Studio Ghibli inspired nature retreat for children. That's... Why children? I want to go. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's it's for children. It doesn't say that adults can't go. Yeah, um, this this sounds awesome. I was reading it as it was sent to us. I, I forget. I think it was somewhere around our news stories that he sent it to us, and I read it then. But it's a it's kind of like a a retired project thing. You know how how if anybody has had anybody who's retired in their life, you know that they don't stop working. Yeah, it just <laughs> doesn't happen. So oh Miyazaki's now like his house. This oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Miyazaki is kind of like in his Jimmy Carter like stage of life right now. <laughs> yeah, he's it's just like yeah, that, seventy-four years old, and he's like still constantly retiring. Yeah, but they're <laughs> spending millions of yen on this on this place that yeah. uh, actually not even millions of yen, two point five million dollars American is so, going to be spent on this project. So, so that's two hundred fifty million yen. Uh, pretty much. That's. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money, but I think it's going to be a good thing. Oh, no, it's definitely awesome. a good thing. You know, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, a Studio Ghibli forest? Heck yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like uh-huh. got to be just magic contained within every around every corner or something. Y- yeah, right? Did we get yeah. to ride Totoro's? 
Oh, those little Totoros running around. I, I like, see, I've always liked the little bunny Totoros more than I like actual to big Totoro and stuff. Totoro's great, but little bunny Totoro is really, is really my favorite. Well, the, with the advancements of robotics in Japan, they could probably build a couple and have them running freely around the forest. Oh, or the uh, creepy um, the creepy forest spirits from Princess Mononoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, like that little, too. If, like, you step into the forest and you hear... <laughs> it's like, am I am I in the Grudge or am I in in Princess Mononoke? Or maybe they'll have like little huts set up and like little soot sprites will be in them. Oh, oh. soot sprites are my oh, favorite. They're so cute. <laughs> they are. They're like like. The last time I went to Anime Zaka, I bought myself a little soot sprite. Yeah. Miyazaki, please be taking notes while we're talking about this. Yeah, you better be listening to yeah, us. Yeah, you listen to us all the time, so we know you better be you better be uh, talking. You or, better be taking, or, taking notes. <laughs> All right, guys, and uh, and then of course our, our fan Sean uh, wanted to just congratulate us on having a good episode last time. Well, that's cool. Man. Yeah, I think Keto sent us the same thing too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, fan Keto also sent us a message being like, "Sweet, like keep keep up the good work." We always like hearing the "keep up the good works" thing because because we know that we should still be doing. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> it's really terrible. You guys should hear the audio before we edit it. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a terrible show you shouldn't be listening to us <laughs> what are you even doing alright guys and that is all you sent us so now on to some shameless plugging from all of us if you guys want to join in on our conversation please do I want to hear your harms yes. and I want to hear which harm you would watch in fact it's mandatory if you listen to the show you have to send us your harem or else you can't listen to us anymore uh, mm. <laughs> I keep listening to us please um <laughs> <laughs> Send us, a, you know, the stereotype or the uh, stereotypes slash archetypes of of girls or guys that you like in a harem or an otome. Maybe you can mix a little funny story into it. You don't have to. Uh, you know, send us whatever you like, but it's it's all in fun. Yeah, we'll totally read your arms on the show. Yeah, if, if you want us to. You can also say, please don't read this. I'm just I'm just sharing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime where you can chat with us directly, um, look at some news stories that we might be posting from around the internet, anything you want, really. Uh, you can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime where you're either listening to this podcast right now if you're not listening to it on SoundCloud slash wickedanime or iTunes. You can also find our videos on nerdyshow slash wickedanime as well. Uh, speaking of videos, you can find us at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews, where our main show is present, uh, where we f uh, semi-frequently release videos. We're working on some videos in production right now, uh, so expect those in, I don't know, a year or so. <laughs> um, uh, and, of course, you can uh, chat with us anywhere else on the internet. You can send us some cool tweets at Twitter. You can tweet us at Yo YoWickedAnime. And you can uh, find us at Tumblr.com, where we tumble tumble things, and at WickedAnime.tumblr.com. So, um, uh, that, that's it for us. Uh, you guys uh, go right ahead. Evan, you, why don't you start with your shameless pitching? Alright, so for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Basher Brigade, you can find us on www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, song requests, 
if you are in a band and want to be featured on the show, or if you have any questions for our friend Sawa-sensei for our Naz and Naz on the Ongo segment, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbashbrigade.com. You can find me on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com, on Twitter at king underscore baby underscore duck, and on anime amino at kingbabyduckesh. Like us on facebook.com slash bostonbashbrigade and facebook.com slash landofesh. And for all the other shows under the Land of Esh, Please go and listen to the Electric Sisterhood, Geek Agro, Issues Program, and visit the Structure Network website. And please check out my podcast show, No Borders No Race, which is the world's J-pop and alternative hotspot. We just celebrated our 100th episode. And for that, we, uh, well, I invited my friend Tom Molesky and Sawakato, uh, Sawakato, better, who has written music for K-On! and The World Ends With You and various other video games and anime. And we talked about the Japanese music industry as a whole. It's an over two-hour show, so please sit down relax and enjoy it plus we end the show with a brand new track from one of my all-time favorite japanese bands sushima mire congratulations on 100 years jackie chan thank you (laughs) (laughs) and of course we have sarah have words to say There's so much I need to process. So you can find me on Twitter at 42Believer, on Facebook at facebook.com slash 42's Anime Reviews. Um, I have a, I'm a Crunchyroll affiliate, and a lot of the shows that we talked about are on Crunchyroll. So if you would like a free trial to the services that Crunchyroll has, you can go to crunchyroll.com slash 42Believer, and you can get a free Fortnite of premium membership. And it's really awesome, and you should do it, because it supports me. Yeah, because um, we can't do that yet. So you jelly, I'm jelly. <laughs> so until until we can do that for you guys, you do Sarah. <laughs> there we go. Yay. Um, and also I have a Patreon if you are even more so inclined, um, which is patreon.com slash 42believer. And of course I'm on YouTube. Just search 42believer and you know whose lovely face shows up. Although I don't know, lovely is kind of a stretch, but I do show up. So there's that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So one more thing, guys, uh, before we go. We just want to remind you that there is a Nerdy Show survey going on right now. If you go to nerdyshow.com, you can find that survey and let you and let us know what you think about the Nerdy Show Network and all the shows on it, including Wicked Anime. There's both a long version of the, of the survey and the short version. Now, the long version only takes about 15 minutes to complete, maybe even shorter depending on what shows you watch. Uh, and uh, what shows you want to comment on. It really helps us out. It'll be running till the end of the year, and we'd really like to know your input. Uh, Wicked Anime has already got some really cool input, but if we can get some more from you guys, it'd be highly uh, appreciated and recommended. That way we can make the show and the network as a whole better for you. With that, uh, we'd like to thank you again for listening to this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast, and now it's time to sign off the only way we know how. Okay, bye! I mean, I have a bunch of gay friends who are totally into me, but like they wouldn't—they wouldn't really necessarily have a chance in my harem. No, <laughs> they'd be like, um, "What's um, 
Sarah, what was the name of the character from the Dami Cantabile that was always um, fawning over the conductor? Oh, dude, I've never seen that show. <laughs> I thought it, you told me you've seen I'm, the Dami Cantabile. I, I did I? I don't think I did. No, you told me you've seen it before. Oh, fine, fine. Like... He'll be like he'll be like the Bulat of the show. Okay. Oh yeah, Bulat from A Kill. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. He was a good character. I, yeah. I, I loved his character. I was still pissed that they killed him off so early in the show. Eh, he was like happened. the Fawns of the whole team. He you don't kill Fawns in the first few episodes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry. Barely. Barely. I mean, I don't know. Big gay Fawns. Yeah, big gay yeah. Fawns. Hey. <laughs> hey. Wicked hey. Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes. Or, like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.